I'm Mariangela Abeo, and this is the Face to Faces podcast, a conversation series that provides a platform focusing on the LGBTQ and POC communities and their allies in the areas of activism, politics, mental health, arts and entertainment, and community. In this space, we discuss the human experience in our ever-changing world. My goal here is to remind you that while you may have moments where you feel isolated and alone, there is always an incredible community of people here that is safe. We all connect to people at our deepest pains and our greatest joys. And in this space, we're here for those moments and everything in between. I'm so glad you're here. Take a seat next to me. It's always open. Now, let's lean in. I am so excited to welcome my friend, Sashi. Sashi is a parent, a cook, chef, a singer, music video producer, painter, draw, create. Basically, you're just a creative, (laughs) amazing human being. Welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited to have you here. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you, Miss Tim, for having me. It's been so long since we've been supposed to do this. Right? Like, I feel like you were in the first group of people that applied to be a face in the Faces of Fortitude project. And that had to have been um, like two and a half years ago, at least. Right? Mm -hmm. You know, I found you off of a hashtag. Really? I did. You did not tell me that. (laughs) I found you off of a transparency awareness uh, hashtag. Like I was just looking into a whole bunch of crazy stuff at that time. And I'm like, you know, I just want to be honest. And, and what is the word transparent? And I just started looking through all kinds of stuff like that. And I found you, I had found like a couple of other pages, but yours really, really stuck. And then you reached out to me and I was like, and, and remember how many times, how often have I said, I need to get to New York. I need to get to New York. I need to get to New York. And I actually had a plan to come to New York this past June. And then everything just... And then life stopped and this this podcast started. And then I said, Sashi, this is the fucking opportunity to get... At least we can talk about our stories together. We can talk about what brought you here, the journey that you've had over the last few years, the journey that I've had to... We've, we've watched each other grow. And um, I'm still taking your fucking picture, so... prepare prepare for when I come to New York for that well my eyebrows will be done for that (laughs) (laughs) perfect perfect but you know we were talking offline before we started recording that you were remembering where you were when you messaged me and what a different place you were in mentally how does that feel to look back at that I just um I remember that girl and she wasn't as like happy-go-lucky as as I am now. Like, it wasn't a whole lot of smiling and and carrying on going on. And back then, remember I used to always post those cover videos of like sad songs. <laughs> yes, it was always some type of sad song. Like I was just at that time, it was a couple of things. I had to move out of my old house because the marshal came and locked it with all my stuff in there. Mm. Somebody said that they got my stuff. They got me like a bag of toys and like three coats. I Like, I swear to you, and I shit you not. I was walking around with booty shorts, flip flops and the same T-shirt for like three weeks. Mm. <laughs> oh, 
that's a lot. And then after that, I moved here. I um I went I came from Jamaica to St. Albans. I moved because of an entire incident. I had a big breakup, you know, and that ended bad, broke a TV, all kinds of stuff like that. And after that, moved over here. My grandmother passed not too long after me getting here, after I moved. And that kind of broke me down because my grandmother's like my mom. And, you know, for the people that don't know, my relationship with my mom is a little, uh, it's more sistery than mothery. So that messed me up a lot. And I had just got here. I'm like, dang, you know, I get to spend more time. I get to hang out a little bit more. She passed away. Then a whole other situation happened. It was just like compounding. It was like everybody was trying to get me at this time. Like after my grandmother passed, there was a whole incident with Child Protective Services because somebody moved into my house with a case mm. and then had police come like and try to take my kids. Like it was a whole thing. Like it's going to sound crazy, but I really had to jump on a bus and flee to Florida so that they wouldn't take my kids. Mm. <laughs> like So all of this, all at the same time, like, and then their father gets locked up and, you know, that's, that's, that's neither here nor there. We didn't already have the crazy breakup and stuff, but it's like one on top of the other, on top of the other, on top of the other. And Sashi is just going like this, (laughs) spiraling down. (laughs) Oh, and I was working in a bar. So I'm drinking every single day. I remember you told me this part. I remember <laughs> this part because you were like, it's hard, Em. And I was like, I know. What can I do from here? And then me, I don't want to, like, you go through your own things, right? I'm all the way over here. Everybody goes through their own things. And I'm the guy that doesn't want to call anybody. And I'm mm-hmm. like, she's a stranger. Why would I tell her anything? But I think I like her. So maybe I'll just tell her a little bit because she makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so honored that you trusted me with it because I remember, I remember when you reached out to me, I was like, I feel a connected, a connection to this person. I don't know mm-hmm. why, because I get a lot of messages. So I just knew we connected, but I was like, what's happening in their life right now? What is going on? And I kept trying to understand it so hard from so far away, but you seemed at one point in the beginning, you were, you were just fragile. You were so fragile. I was worried about you in the beginning. I was too, because I was uh, teeter-tottering. You know, that seesaw is kind of dangerous sometimes. It is. And then you can be surrounded by people and be so alone. Like, I live in a house full of people, but I can't talk to them. Right. So it would make me even worse. And it's like, oh, my God. Who do I talk to now? (laughs) Right, right. So... When you wanted to share your story, first of all, you know my story. So I feel like there's not a lot to share. I mean, you know that I lost my brother. You know that that's why this project started. Um, You probably don't know about my party years. You don't know about my drug years. Um, The years I don't remember, really. I've had a lot of people. I live in the same city. So there's a lot of people that will come up to me in the city going, you remember when we? And I'm like. Oh, that happens to you too? Yes. Oh, because I have whole people to be like, Sashi, oh my God, how are you? And I'm like, who are you? Right? Or I'll do, well, I'll play it off. I'll definitely do that. Hey, buddy, how's it going? Like, I'll play it off. I don't know. I hit the, oh my God, I haven't seen you in so long. And I have no, I don't even know their name. Like, Mm. oh God. It's, it's hard. So I do have those years that 
definitely. Um, I think I was trying to not exist and I was just trying to be as wild as I could. So somebody would see me or I would die. I didn't know which one I wanted. Yeah. And see, the, the, the crazy thing is I was in the midst of that. And then I had kids. Like I didn't fix everything first. So now like they became a, a part of the messed up spiral that is me. Like, and that's how I really used to feel. Everything was so dark. I used to just draw like swords going through hearts and all kinds of stuff all the time. You, you would get dead flowers, swords, and like skeleton hands and hearts from me. That was my art right there. Really? And it was like, all right, maybe, just maybe there's something going on here. You know, it took me a while to go to therapy too. Like, they had to force me. Really? <laughs> and do you but, think therapy helped you? Um, when I found the right therapy, it helped me because I was in a setting where we would have group therapy and you know how you have your personal therapist and then you have like the, the people that you're in group with. If you tell your personal therapist one thing in confidence, it's not a group topic. Right. And like, I don't know why I was so hurt by that. I don't know why I was so hurt, but it just made me pick up everything and leave and find an entirely new therapist. Wait, so your therapist brought your info to the group therapy? Yes. And and that's not cute. It was like, why would you do that? It's hard enough to open up to people as it is. And, you know, they say in therapy, the, the one person that you're talking to, they're not supposed to say anything. Right. So it was like a dagger in the heart. It's like, no, nah, I really can't share anything. But I did find a whole nother place to go to. And my, um, my therapist, her name was Anna. I loved her. Tiny little, she was like the smallest little chick. She didn't look like she had all this power like behind her and all this knowledge. But she was like 4'11". And like, she looked like a little mouse with glasses. And she'd be like, Sashi, what's going on today? And I'm like, I don't feel like talking today. Well, you know what? I'll just sit here. Do you feel like drawing? You can draw. You can do whatever you want. Like she was one of those that I just loved her. I loved her so much. Like that's lovely. <laughs> I love that. I needed that. Right. I think we all do. And I, I believe that. So my therapist looked like that too. I don't know. Well, you didn't get to hear this story because you're not, you haven't had the photographer. This is, I tell this whole story when I do people's photos, but I couldn't afford a, th- a therapist. I didn't have insurance. So I got paired with this woman who was in a women's only clinic, getting her hours to be licensed. She wasn't even licensed yet. <laughs> and I walked in and I was like 35 and not taking care of myself. And, you know, married to this rapper who I felt like was so much better than me and so much prettier than me and all of this stuff. And I walked in and this 24 year old blonde hair, blue eyed trick was sitting in front of me, like, I'm your therapist. And I was like, yeah, I folded my arms. I sat back like, what the fuck are you going to tell me about my life? You don't even know about life yet. Like I was not even having it. And she blew my mind. She blew my fucking mind. And seven and a half years later, she's still my therapist. She has her own practice. She's amazing. She has unpacked so much for me, but we just don't know. You know what I mean? It was... You know something? I used to be one of those people. I would never go to therapy. I would never, I would never, I would never. You know, sometimes, just sometimes, it is helpful that somebody knows a little bit more than you and they can tell you why you're bugging the hell out. 
I feel like this message specifically might be for Ryan. So we'll make sure Ryan listens to this episode. Um, It's real though. Sometimes I think we all, we always think we know the best for ourselves, which is normally true. But um, when you're struggling, knowing that it's okay to submit a little bit and get some help, it could end up giving you power. Would you believe anger management was the most fun thing I ever did? Stop. Really? My my therapist in anger management, I shit you not, he looked like a big, scary racist biker. <laughs> <laughs> he looked so scary. Visual, by the way. Like that is like with the with the big like Johnny Bravo cut and the bushy eyebrows and the tattoos from his neck all the way down to his fingers. And he was the calmest guy you would ever talk to. Wow. Like It was the best ever, though. What's crazy is when I was in anger management, I was in there with all guys. Hmm. So I got all these big, like, big dudes. And we're going, like, we all, like, one by one go through our stories and how this happened and how this happened. But they made it so silly. I don't know if it was was because, like, I was the only girl in there. But for some reason, it was so much fun. And even when we would sit there and share stories back and forth, it would be like, you know something, you're crazy. I don't want to get you mad. (laughs) <laughs> like that's how our sessions would end <laughs> like, but it was it, I appreciate therapy I really do I really do because I'm I'm a lash outer I'm a yeah what sign are you again remind me I'm a Gemini me and your brother have the same birthday that's right that's right oh there's that yes there's that but you gotta have something spicy in there do you have fire in there that lash out What's, what's, what's my, they said my moon is Sagittarius. Is that fire? Yeah, that's fire. There's oh, yeah. Fire. Yeah, there's that, there's that lash out, that little, I've got an Aries moon, so my fire is there too. And I'm like, really? You what, Would you like to talk? And it's like this. Woo. Three seconds. Quick. Three seconds. And then I'll come right back. And it's like, you know something? I really didn't mean to say it like that, but I'm in everything I said. Right. <laughs> Every word is true, bitch. So I'm sorry for the tone, but I'm actually not sorry for any of it. Yep, we should. We 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 have we have already said that when I come to New York, we will get in trouble. The two. Oh of yes, them. but it's okay though. It's okay though. I'll make sure I'm hydrated. I'll make sure that I don't. Yeah. Yep. I'll make sure I got a babysitter because we're at <laughs> we're at. <laughs> I'll get a good Airbnb. It's done. We're going out. If when we can, good God, I know. So how are you handling, you know, mental health wise? I know anybody who's struggled with mental illness, this quarantine has been a lot. How are you handling that? Oh, well, um, the beginning of quarantine, I did not handle that well. I am this, this, this new little happy glow thing is, is kind of recent and kind of like in the past six months, I've been doing very well. I can definitely say that past year. Mm, the past year, I was I was on a rocky slope. You got like the fallen friendships and, you know, picking up habits that you ain't supposed to pick back up, but you're having fun and you have a lot of freedom on your hands. And, you know, I am, I'm human, you know, and I like to have fun, but I'm one of those people that I don't need to have fun by myself because I'm a one man party. Like I will go all the way off the edge by myself. I don't need nobody. Really? <laughs> <laughs> but I had to realize like it'll be times that I'll be messed up I'll be messed up 
like my man will be here. We sitting in the room or he's like watching a movie or something like that. I'm sitting in the corner by myself like this. Oh, really? And he don't know nothing is going on. He's not into all of that. He's like, he's this calm, cool, collected, the opposite of everything that I've ever dealt with. Wow. So I'll be in my own little bubble by myself, tweaking out, right? And he'll just be sitting on the end of the bed like, you know, I'm here when you're ready. <laughs> oh, I, I kind of love that for you, though. I needed it. Yeah. The calm is so necessary because I'm like this all day. You deserve it, I think, is what you need to realize. So I, wanna, I definitely, I, definitely remember when I first started talking to you was when I first met him. And that was when like stuff kind of tried to like sew itself together. But I was still kind of falling apart. Well, and that's what I want to talk about. I want to go back and see and talk about those first those moments that were the, the hardest for you that you felt like you didn't want to be here anymore. Because we've talked about the fact that not only I lost my brother, but I had a very severe attempt at my life when I was 17. And I tell people that I meet now and that I talk to that unless you've been there, unless you've had a moment where you have decided to make a decision to take your life, unless you've done that, you really can't understand. It takes a level. And I, I, I know this is an unpopular opinion, but Ryan will agree with me. It takes a level of courage to make a decision to maybe not be here anymore. It's scary. And the craziest thing is they'll be like, oh, that's the pussy way out. Right. You know how scary that is for me. Right. Like, for me to make the decision that this is too damn hard and I just want to, that's it. Like, can you imagine? No, they can't. They really can't. And for me, most attempts was like before I even turned 18. Really? I was yeah. one of those kids that. If I could black it out, I could. I drank from like a really, really young age. Like I remember my first drink. It was Devil Springs. <laughs> Nobody is supposed to drink that straight, Miss M. <laughs> like, Wait, what is it again? Devil Springs. Just the name. I'm frightened. It is like 80 proof. You're not supposed to drink it. <laughs> like, Wow. That's the one that when you drink it and you breathe, it smells like something burning. Like, like Everclear, kind of. Yes, just like Everclear. No, you're not supposed to drink it. Like, yeah, I drank that at 16, so I know. <laughs> okay, so like, it'll be stuff like that to like, even the amount of access I had to certain things as a child. Like, I would be the kid that would bring liquor to school and I'm out here just drinking and I'm sharing it out with my friends. Like, this is middle school and high school and I'm just acting up. But when people are not paying attention... They don't know. They just think you're acting up and you're just, you want to be bad or, or you want to No, I was going through a lot. Like from, from middle school. I mean, shit from when I was younger, there was one time, right. When I was younger and these is one of those little like ticky, ticky things that would mess me up. When I was like seven years old, you know, you have little siblings, stuff like that. You you like to play around. You you find suitcases and stuff like that. You want to get in the suitcase. You want to act like your luggage. Little stupid stuff like that. We want to play. We're kids, right? My stepfather, wherever he's at, you know, I wish you the best. And I'll leave it there, right? Remember, seven years old, I'm a little baby. And I'm an asthmatic little baby at that, Right? Me and my sisters, we playing around with the suitcase, playing around with the suitcase. 
I get locked in a suitcase because I'm tiny. You know, we could do this. And we're letting each other out. We, we lock each other in. We carry each other around. We let each other out. I get locked in and here come the grumpy old troll down the stairs, right? Where's Sashi? Don't nobody want to say nothing. Because, you know, kids, we don't want to get each other in trouble. Right. Would you believe this dude left me in a suitcase till about nine o'clock at night? And it was like four or five in the afternoon. Left me in the suitcase oh. until my mother got home because we played too much. That's, that's just little stuff that's that true. I will go through as a kid. And then people will wonder why, like, oh, why are you so, why are you so angry? Why are you so dark? Um, home. And they'd be like, go home. Home is good for you. No, it's not. I'm trying to tell you. No, it's not. <laughs> mm, that's horrible. But then, you know, you get a little older. And it's like, you know, if I can escape from this, I can escape from it. You find your little ways to escape. I smoked cigarettes for who knows how long. I did quit, you know. Oh, <laughs> congrats. That's hard. I quit around the time I met you. Really? Yeah. That's a long time you've been. I mean, I, I used to smoke, so I get it. It's hard. And I did find some CBD cigarettes that like, you know, it does do the hand to mouth, but it's not that as bad as it could be. I've got I've got a place that I get. It's actually in New York that I get um, the, I order herbal cigarettes that are all fresh herbs, no tobacco in them. Hey, OK, I'll send you that link. I'll send you some. But yeah, you know, growth, growth, growth. No more cigarettes because, you know, I wanted to sing. I wanted to really like follow my dreams and things like that. I didn't want to sound like. When I was your age, I was a fox. Kathleen <laughs> like, <laughs> Turner voice. Yeah. <laughs> but what do you think, you know, in those low moments you were, when, when you shared your initial kind of um, reach out to me, I, I see a different Sashi now, which I think is, uh, it makes me so happy. It makes me so happy to see your growth. Um, I want to live. <laughs> you want to live like when did that change and do you look back at that person and how do you feel about that sashi i just wish that that sashi has so much more support like Ooh. i'm starting to realize now like if i was afforded a lot more opportunities than i was i probably wouldn't have been the way i am but i can appreciate the things that i've been through because i wouldn't be the way i am mm. it's it's difficult like it, there were days that like I really did not want to live. Like the, the day I gave birth, I had stripes going down my arm and I tried to hide from the nurses. Like they call the people on you as soon as they see stuff like that. Right. Like, but I was really going through it. And a lot of times instead of seeing that you're going through it, they, they attempt to just put you through the ringer. And I'm happy for the uh, the small amount of people that I did have in the programs and stuff like that. Like maybe not the one that was running her mouth, but I'm glad she did run her mouth because it made me leave and find better. Yes. Yes. And that's what you deserved. I know I'm all over the place, but. <laughs> no, you're not. This is exactly how our conversations are supposed to go. I'm here to talk about Sashi that I met two and a half years ago. And I just, I, I want to talk about the growth, but I also want to talk about the dark moments because I feel like you and I connected almost three years ago at our dark places. That's why you connected with me. 
because I just wanted to find some light. (laughs) I really did. And it was like, if I have to look here, I'll look here. And I'm just looking for anything to try to convince myself, like, all right, it's not that bad. Like the, the smallest little quotes will get me through the day. Like you really don't know. And I just have to see them. But if I lock myself away and I don't see air or talk to people or, you know, not so good. I don't I'm like an Gemini's- introvert, but I need people so bad that it kills me. Yeah, <laughs> Gemini's are often like introverted extroverts. It's so confusing. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. My brother was very much like that. He loved people, but he also needed to be in his own head most of the time. What um, I would love to know, like, because what you don't realize is as I started seeing your progression and I started seeing your posts, you know, I I think a lot of people don't realize I struggle too. I I still struggle. I still have my, my ups and downs and, you know, we're connected on a few of my more private pages. And um, what you don't realize is everything, every time you posted something that you were singing or a part of a video, or even you would comment on something that I would post that felt um, like a, like a, something exciting for me, you would comment with such a level of like cheerleader. Level. <laughs> it was so great. I think you, in, in your journey to find the light, I feel like you found it in yourself. You know, what makes me feel better? Hmm. Making people feel good. Like, Oh, I love my fluffy friends. Oh my God. I love my fluffy friends. I'd be like, I wish, I wish I was as big as y'all, but y'all are as big as my personality. So y'all match me. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I have to be like that. I have to be like that because it amps me. If I bought around the darkness that I really feel around everybody, I don't think it would spread a whole lot of good. <laughs> like, and people will ask me all the time. They'd be like, Oh, well, how do you stay? So I'm, I don't know. I am surrounded by toxicity. I have no clue. I just want to be happy so bad that I fight for it. <laughs> like, That's real. I just, I want it. Don't mind me. I'm, you know, I, I missed something today. I missed something. <laughs> Don't worry. It's fine. We're only going to use part of this in a promo. We won't use the deodorant. <laughs> it's fine. I'm over here trying to like sneak it down. Yeah. Like- you were like, and shirt open. <laughs> um, no, I want to know, um, because you're singing, I, I don't know about you. I don't sing. Let's make something super clear. However, I am a musician or a former musician, so I know tone and notes. And so if I try to sing a song, I won't be out of tune. I just won't. There's no, there's no instrument. You know what I mean? Um, so whenever, I, but singing is really therapeutic for me, for everybody in the shower, in the car, wherever you are, mm-hmm. if you follow me on a walk downtown and I got my AirPods in, you know, you will hear me sing. Um, but your singing is very healing to me when I listen to it. It comes from a deeper place. Do you feel like that helped you in this mental health journey that you're yes. on? Definitely. Cause like when there's a point where you can't have no smoke, no drink, no cigarette, no nothing, like music is the only thing that never left me. It was the only thing that didn't get taken away. Like, that sounds a lot heavier now that I say it out loud. But yeah, I'm like, because even if you take away some headphones, you can take away the radio. I can sit here and I can hum and I can make a beat. Like when I'm in pain, I don't look for medication. I start humming or I start singing. Like I'll make up something so that I can take my mind off of it. Like 
that's the only thing I know to do. Music is the only thing that solves my life. <laughs> so, I, hey, if I got to, you know, if I got to deal with that, I can do that. I can do I wish that. You make other people feel better. Uh, yeah, I realize. I wish you realized that's what you do for a lot of people. <laughs> so tell me about music. Tell me what's happening. Tell me, uh, tell me what you're working on. Tell me what's come out in the last few years. Tell me all the things because I want people here to know. I'm very happy about where I am in my music right now because I'm finally getting pulled out of that dark side. Like, yeah, I'm I'm still a little twisted. Don't get me wrong. And I may say something that'll make you look a little sideways. Like, hold up, did she just, <laughs> yeah. But I'm also veering into like feel good music. Like I just, I want people to feel the same way that I feel when I listen to my music. Like if this song makes me want to get up and dance and damn it, if you can't even get up and dance, I want your heart to get up and dance. Like that's how I want people to feel. Cause if it makes me feel better than why I can't do for you. Like it's just. <laughs> ah, it's real. It's real. Music has a way to transcend language, transcend everything. I'd be so mad at people when I get like when I get put onto an old song that I never knew about. I'm like, why didn't anybody tell me this? I love this song. <laughs> I feel the same way about music. I, I feel like I've been cheated out of like years of like realization. I would love to know if there's any song that helped you during your rough spots when you first met me. Other people's music, or is there something that you wrote that you want to share with us? that helped you get through it all? I had, I had like a whole playlist that I would listen to at that time. And it was a whole lot of 90s R&B. Mm. It was a lot of 90s R&B. It was like Drew Hill, um, Case, Brandy and Maya, like, all the stuff that I remember like listening to before the stuff got bad. Mm. I think that's what it was. It's the music that I remember before life got bad before. Like, I can't really remember life. I, ca I can't really remember anything past like nine, 10 years old. Like before that, I can't remember a whole lot before that. I just have gaps. Like I have like small little pieces of stuff in between but I remember music like a song can come on that I probably heard 15 years ago I haven't heard it in 15 years but I know that song and the words just all come back like so I would go on YouTube like every morning no matter how I felt I could wake up crying it was days that I mean I really woke up bawling like so when I first got here I didn't even have a bed like <laughs> I didn't I had to clean out a whole room so I could have a room. It was a whole freaking thing, but whatever. Um, the first song, and I think I posted about it on my on my Instagram. It was "Beauty" by Drew Hill. Like, I love that song so much. I don't know I it. Love that song so much. Really? Mm, yeah, I'll have. You gonna sing some for me? It's one of those like really deep ones. It's like. Sorry, didn't notice you there. And I know you didn't notice me. That one. You never heard that one? No, but I'm going to have to look it up. Your voice, I will have any excuse to have you sing. Your voice, <laughs> me. your voice provided me a lot of comfort. I don't think you know that. But every time you posted something, I ate it up. 
Aiden, wow. I have something to send you. I think you would really, really love this one. Really? Yes, ma'am. I mean, are you going to share? I feel like people need to hear your voice. Do you have anything to share for us? I know I didn't prepare you for this, but but you know me. Like, <laughs> if I can play it while I'm on this computer, then I'm great. Oh, that yeah. would be awesome. You also have a beautiful mic. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> no, no, but um, all right, so. You know that old, old Bobby Bland song, Ain't No Love? Yes. Okay, so I took that little piece right there, right? And I made a song called Hey To Love Me, right? And what? all right, so in the hook, it starts off. I'm like, there really ain't no love, so why put on for y'all, please? And if you done me wrong, don't be here when it all goes down. Mm. You can hate or love, still I will go where I please. You really must got time, take a number, sit your ass down. Like that. <laughs> I have chills. You can't see them because I'm wearing all black, but I have chills. You, I don't think you understand the heart that's in your voice. And other people hear it and other people see it. And I think even in your depths of lows, you inspired me, you inspire other people. Um, and now that you're smiling and now that you're happy, um, imagine now you're producing music videos and raising children and <laughs> you are doing a lot. Tell us now I want to, I want to, I want to cap this interview with you found, you found this new kind of spot of joy what are you at the time of me knowing you i found my sound i found my look i found happiness that i didn't even know i was gonna have like i really really i used to walk around and say shit happens Mm. like people be like oh why you why do you why do you walk around with this with this attitude or how do you just act like if, if it happens, it happens, if it uh, shit happens. Like I really used to walk around telling people I'm a lost cause. Leave me alone. Oh. Can you believe that? <laughs> like, I mean, I'll be honest. That breaks my heart. It breaks mine too, because it's like, damn, like what the hell did the world do to me that I was really walking around saying that out loud. And then when you go through stuff, you don't realize how big the stuff it is. Like you don't realize how big the stuff is that you go through until you tell somebody else. And they're like, Hey, wait a minute. You've been through some things. Maybe just, maybe you need to relax. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, you're validating the fact that this is shitty. Yeah. Yeah. Or like when you live around people that, that try to make you seem like you're crazy because you just want to be normal. Like, there's certain things that are not supposed to go on in, 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 in a normal neighborhood or a normal household or just among normal people, period. Like there's certain ways you're not supposed to talk to people with certain attitudes you're, that you're not supposed to have around children. Like surrounded by crazy, right? And just had to find some type of little piece of something. And it was around the time I met you. Mm. And every time I see you, I'm like, oh, look at her. Look at her. Like, <laughs> that's that's what makes me feel better, though. Like, even down to the, the, the video that I helped the girl with. I just met the girl. Like, we, we cool as hell now. I still talk to her now. I oh. just met her when we started doing the video thing. We came together. 
did this. She starts screaming, right? Now I'm over here crying because she's screaming because we made this thing and it's what she wanted it to be. Mm. Like super emotional, going crazy. Like just, <laughs> I'm emotional now. It's just, I keep coming back. That's why you keep hearing the sniffles. Every time I laugh, I start crying. I'm messy. Um. <laughs> you know, I cry over everything. So I've cried like three <laughs> times today already. So don't worry about it. Okay, so it's not just me. It's not no, just no, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Also, we just hit a year in quarantine. We have changed all of our lives to we're in a new world now. So we're going through a lot. So tears are normal <laughs> at this juncture. You know, I cried like a baby like a week ago when I hurt my foot because I was so convinced that I was not that hurt, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then as soon as I would get by myself, you know, you refuse pain medication and stuff like that because you're big and you're strong. And I got this. I sounded like like a puppy. Like I'm just I'm crying. I am crying my eyes out like, oh, my God, I have never been in so much pain. OK, maybe I should go to the hospital. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I, you know that there are a lot of Faces of Fortitude followers. There's a lot of people that want to be part of the project. I kind of cut off applications right now because I can't shoot right now. So we're just kind of doing some podcasts with people that I've had in the, in the loop for a while. Um, but, you know, somebody that might be where you were three years ago, they're like, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't, I think you're such a great testament to the fact that things can change, the fact that feelings don't last forever. What would you say to somebody that's in that spot right now that everything is going wrong? They don't wanna be here anymore. Find a little piece of light, just a little bit. I'm not, it's, it's, I'm not a religious person, I'm a spiritual person. You know what I mean? So I don't necessarily look to any kind of tool or idol or crystal or anything of that nature just a little piece of light, like a tiny piece of light, because if you can find the good in that tiny piece of light, then it can grow. Like I thought everything was over. I attempted to make everything over on more than one occasion, like, but something somewhere kept stopping it. And if I'm meant to be here and if I'm meant to send a message out so that somebody else can stay here just a little bit longer, then please like do just a little bit of light. And if I can be that little bit of light, then so be it. I love you. Stay here. Like, <laughs> well, Allow me to be the first one to probably get emotional and tell you how, <laughs> how happy I am that you're still here. Like, cause then we wouldn't have met. Then none of this would have happened. And now yeah, I'm just going to share all the music and stuff. Like, ah, my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes, they're squishy. They're squishy. But seriously, like you have been a light and I'm so grateful that you came on the podcast. I'm so grateful that you shared your story and your voice and your gift and your inspiration with people. Um, I'm going to put your social media links um, in the description of the podcast so you don't have to worry about it. Um, Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm just grateful that you're here. I'm grateful that you're still on this earth physical in a physical body because bitch we have we have like a whole weekend of celebrating coming to us when I get there and we got to recover that weekend okay (laughs) true true so I'll probably be there for like 10 days is what it looks like now (laughs) like four days of us like just losing our minds and then um we'll recover after that 
yes, yes, and yes. I'm with it. I will send them off. I will send them off. I'm telling you. Yeah. Babysit it in advance. It's going to happen. <laughs> thank you so much for being here, my friend. I absolutely love you, Miss, and thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and all the episodes. We hope you'll join our quickly growing online community where there is always someone to hold a space for you if you feel alone. If you have an idea for an upcoming guest or topic, please don't hesitate to reach out. All social media links and contact information can be found at my website, MaryAngelaAbeo.com. And until next time, take care of yourselves and those around you. And by that, I mean, wash your fucking hands, wear a damn mask, defund the police, pay the fee, basically continue fighting for the rights of indigenous and black lives everywhere, including and especially black trans lives, and do your part to abolish all forms of systemic racism. I'll see you next time.